Welcome to the first episode of DCHeavyMetal.com's new podcast, Metal Embassy. First, I'd just like to talk a little about what I'm actually planning on doing with this podcast. I know there's already a million and one heavy metal podcasts out there for you to choose from, so I thought I'd try to do something a little different with Metal Embassy, where DC Heavy Metal focuses on heavy metal things going on in the Washington, D.C., Baltimore, and Northern Virginia area. With Metal Embassy, I'm trying to go in a completely different direction and explore underground bands from all over the world. And since I'm based here in Washington, D.C., I thought Metal Embassy would be a pretty fitting name for the podcast. I'm going to be looking for metal bands that are doing something different or are from somewhere you might not have heard many metal bands from. Or maybe they've got an interesting story to tell that hasn't been covered in the American metal press much, if at all. I'm not trying to get all hipster on everyone here, but I'm looking to talk to bands that are a little bit more obscure than what your typical metal news outlet might be covering. I've already got the first three episodes finished, and I've got plans for many more to come. In each episode, you can expect to hear an intro monologue like the one you're listening to right now, followed by an interview with someone from the band being covered for that episode, and then I'll play a song from the band followed by the credits to close out the show. If you've got any feedback for me or bands you want to suggest I look into or anything else related to the podcast or DCHeavyMetal.com, you can reach me via email at DCHeavyMetal at gmail.com. That's D is in District, C is in Columbia, Heavy Metal at gmail.com. One thing I've already learned from this Metal Embassy endeavor is that starting a podcast takes some time. The interview for this episode was actually recorded back on December 10th with Chris Lashinsky in Poland via Google Meet. I wanted to start the show off with something fun, so if you're a fan of either heavy metal or Star Wars, I think you're really going to enjoy this interview. Bantha Writer is a Star Wars-themed instrumental stoner band from Poland. For those who don't know, a bantha is a fictitious beast of burden in the Star Wars universe that is most commonly seen being ridden by the Sand People or Tusken Raiders on the desert planet Tatooine. While Bantha Rider is a Star Wars-themed band, they are probably better described as a Tatooine-themed band since their song titles are references to scenes and characters depicted on the sandy planet of Tatooine, which is a perfect setting for a desert rock band, honestly. On this episode, I'm speaking with Chris Lashinsky, and he's the guitarist of Bantha Rider, and he also does the incredible artwork for the band's releases. Thanks for being here, Chris, and thanks for being on the first Metal Embassy podcast episode we have here. Now, the first thing I have to ask any Star Wars fan is, who shot first, Han or Greedo? Of course, of course, Han. (laughs) Of course. I don't understand those changes that Lucas made in the re-editions on 98. So, yeah, definitely Han. So That, that describes him very well, <laughs> in a way. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, how would you rank the Star Wars movies? Of course, the first trilogy is the, is the best one. The sequels are, like, for me, they are very bad movies, but not very bad, but they are not, not as good as the as the previous ones but they expand the universe but i really fucking hate the the sequel trilogy that came out during the last years and i can't watch it for me it's abomination totally uh but i like rogue one rogue one is great the whole war movie theme they they made up from star wars is, is is amazing and the Mandalorian is also like 
I think it's the best thing from the first trilogy. It's like the best thing they've done. Yeah, I'm a big fan uh, of the Mandalorian too. Yeah, yeah. The thing they mash up the the spaghetti western, even some uh, Japanese movie elements, and that is so grim and dark. It's great. I was wondering, since you guys are an instrumental band, will you be covering the theme song from The Mandalorian at some point? Because I would love to hear that. I think somebody already said it to us. We didn't think about it. We rather do our own stuff, not to cover it uh, like uh, there's this Galactic Empire band. Yep. I think it's even licensed by Disney. They wear all the costumes. They come out. Yeah, they are costumes, like full yeah. full entourage, and they they only do it in kinky heavy metal way. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe if we got a good idea for it to to cover it, uh, maybe we'll do it. We'll see. So, how did the band form, and where did the Star Wars theme idea come from? I was playing with uh, with Arthur, the our drummer, in other band called Overload. Well they made like one ep and a demo but the band disbanded and we thought we could do something together the idea was to have like low tune stoner doom sludge everything band with a singer but we were searching like for one and a half a year to have like really good one and nobody came up that was fitting the thing even we didn't thought about the name and uh, the whole theme of the band. I think we decided to call it Bantha Rider and stick more to the Star Wars theme. After we decided to do it instrumental, we just said, uh, screw it, let's do it instrumental. We, we cannot wait so long and wait for whatever can happen. Of course, between those things, Bart, our bass player, joined. And we were like doing the material, still thinking it's a band with a, with a singer. So the tracks on the first EP, they have like the structure, more songy structure. You can like div divide it to some choruses, some verses. Of course, there's no lyrics, but it was made in that way. And I think it even defined more or less the band, how to make the music and getting to the band, the rider theme. So I think, as you said, it like fits what fits more to that kind of sound that we wanted to make. It's low-tuned, it's, it's, uh, it's fuzzy. Bantha is heavy, lives on a desert planet. It's slow and heavy, so I think that's the what fits the most. What are some of the bands that influenced you guys? I listen to a lot of... You can hear it. In the band, for sure. A lot of High on Fire, Crowbar. We love, all of us love Mastodon, Red Fang, Orange Goblin, for example. Yeah, that kind of... And Karma to Burn, I think we are quite close to them. Now that you've, you know, you've put out that EP in 2017 and this new album, Binary Sunset Massacre, and both are instrumental, are you planning now on just staying instrumental? I know you said you were looking for a singer for a long time, but there are a good number of instrumental bands of this kind of vein, you know, Bong Ripper, Karma to Burn, as you mentioned, even Pelican. For now, we probably stick to it. If we play some gigs, we'll play the instrumental, and if something comes, we got an idea to make some, even the songs that we already have, to make it with a vocal, to try it. 
look how it will fit in. And of course, there's always this thing that if it will be kinky or cringy to hear the vocal with the with the Star Wars lyrics, it have to work. If it will be funny, it won't gonna happen, probably. Two of the songs on the new album, Sagittarius and Pazuzu, those aren't Star Wars references, right? Are those just something else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pazuzu is, we made the first riff on this track, and it's like kind of Middle Eastern, kind of Omish. I mean, the band Om. That's one of the last bands I saw before the pandemic, so I saw them in March just before. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And I like the pop culture connections with it so i was thinking how to call it and it came out with the pazuzu it's from the it's the demon from the exorcist movie and sagittarius it's a track that was written like i don't know two two years one year before even bento rider started to play i composed it and i think i just named it sagittarius it's like the star connections and constellations it's connected to astrology and just the the music like remind me yeah something like that are you a sagittarius no i'm not okay i'm a twin (laughs) (laughs) i'm a twin one thing i've noticed is that the most famous polish metal bands at least to us here in the united states tend to be bands from the worlds of death metal and black metal bands like vader decapitated behemoth and Batushka. what is the polish stoner and doom scene like i think it's getting bigger Probably not hard to compare with, I don't know, compared to, to, to Europe, to Germany or something. It's, it's, it's really small, but we got great bands like Doplord, Weedpacker, Belzebank. Do you know Space Slug? I've been listening to them a bit. Too. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I saw them. I saw them this summer even. They had the concert. We have this like on the border of Poland and uh, Czech Republic. Their guys are doing like on the... On the field, on the plane, they do a rock concert, a stoner rock concert. Uh, don't remember the name of it. But the view is amazing. You, you, they play like uh, in the sundown. It's a great thing. That's cool. That sounds really fun. You had mentioned earlier the Galactic Empire band. Do you listen to any of these other Star Wars themed bands? There's not a ton, but there's a grindcore band called Sarlacc from Pittsburgh in a... Nooth Grush had an old demo in the 90s called Kashiyik, which was full of Star Wars yeah. theme songs. And then there's that band Hoth that has been putting out melodic death metal kind of stuff. Do you listen to any of those other kind of Star Wars-y bands? I think I only heard uh, Nooth Grush. The rest I didn't. And of course, I don't listen to Galactic Empire. It's too too sweet. They're kind of corny. Like, I, I know, know. they're kind of corny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The costumes yeah, are yeah, cool. Yeah. Like they've done a really good job with the costumes. But yeah, I, they are. They're virtuosos, but I wouldn't uh, drive around listening but, to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not what I like in music. There's a band from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, called Sarlacc. Okay. Uh, the reason I first found out about them is because in 2018 I was at the Austin Terror Fest in Texas, and a bunch of different bands, and I ran into some other dude. I was wearing a Bantha Rider shirt at the festival. And some dude came up to me wearing a Sarlacc shirt, which is another band. <laughs> and so we kind of instantly became like, you know, fest buddies for the weekend. And we're buying each other drinks and stuff. And his girlfriend was taking pictures of us both wearing our Star Wars band shirts. It was, uh, <laughs> it was cool. pretty cool, you know. <laughs> uh, so cool I'm just kind of curious if you knew any of the others. But I know they're probably not super famous either. 
Another thing I wanted to ask is what kind of effect has being in the COVID-19 pandemic had on the release of Binary Sunset Massacre? I know it's got to be weird releasing an album these days. In fact, it has like no impact for us because from the middle of 2018, we are in different countries. Our drummer is right now working in Western Germany near the French border. So we were like, from 2018, we were gathering up like once a month to do the material. Because of that, it was taking very long to finish it. But just before the pandemic, we made it, we recorded it in January, in four days. So just before, I think in the US, it was maybe faster, the COVID, the whole pandemic. In Poland, nobody heard about it yet. Just about that in China, is something is happening. So we had it just before. And the whole process of mixing and doing the artwork, which was mine and was taking me so goddamn long, uh, <laughs> came up to, to be a whole year, in fact. We didn't saw each other for a year with Arthur. There's no even a, a way to meet because the borders are closed. One time they are closed, one time they are open. But yeah, yeah, it was like no interference in it. The, the process was just long for, for us. It sounds like it was going to be a similar process during the pandemic or not. Yeah, yep. You're not still playing shows or anything over there, right? Like, they don't have concerts going right now? No, right now it's forbidden, right? Yeah. The government says it's getting better. There was, like, four months where people could do shows, concerts, gigs, and uh, so on. But right now it's, like, the second wave and everything is closed. Like, the, the restaurants, the, the pubs, everything is, like, remote or on demand yeah well hey you're lucky we never got shows back they didn't start them back up yet even in the summer here so i haven't been to anything since march so even the small ones like anything there's been a couple people have done like outdoors you know like okay. on a stage maybe at yeah, like a brewery outdoors. or something yeah. but and like you play to like a bunch of people sitting at tables you know ordering beers or something but not like a real concert not where there's like a mosh pit or like you know what I mean? Like people up front and that kind of yeah. stuff. No, nothing like that since March. Yeah, I was going to go on Creator and Power Trip was and Lamb of God was was going on tour and then the pandemic stopped it and we probably won't be able to see Power Trip. Yeah, I know. Ever. It's such a shame. It's such a shame. I've seen yeah. him a few times and I'll tell you, he was one of the best live performers I've seen of his yeah, generation. He was, he was so entertaining live and he brought in energy and and I saw them once before they kind of blew up, you know, after their last album. But I saw them play a warehouse in Washington, D.C. maybe about five years ago. And, I mean, it okay. was very DIY. Cool. And it was them and Mammoth Grinder. And it was hot as hell. It was in the summer. And it must have been 100 degrees in there. <laughs> and everybody was just sweating. And they were like, we're from Texas. And this is hot, man. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> and it was just like this sweaty mosh pit. Everybody crammed in this little room watching them. as such a cool experience and it's a real shame i don't know what the future is for that band but riley's going to be a real hard person to replace as a vocalist yeah. i don't know what they're going to do from there it's, it's a real tragedy it's a real big bummer but a lot of bad things have happened this year of course trying of to, course just trying to get through it i think everybody is so you know do, do you guys think you'll ever be touring to the u.s do you think you'll ever come this way see if there will be a possibility and so we get the like 
some confirmation that somebody will like pay the <laughs> pay pay the tickets or or we will gather so much money to pay the tickets and have like many tours in the US I'm in I'm in man well there's also Definitely. the the big Maryland Death Fest is not far from where I live and they get European bands every year that they fly over so now it's nothing as big as the European festivals we don't have anything that can compete with that in size but it's still a cool chance mm-hmm. for us Americans to see some of these bands from Japan, Australia, and Europe that a lot of times they're just too small to tour here. They can't afford to fly over, but they can play the festival, yeah, yeah. you know? So, and they do get, even though it's Maryland Death Fest, they do get a lot of stoner and doom stuff as well. Church of Misery played there a couple of years ago. You know, oh, yeah. Electric Wizard played. So they get yeah. bands like that too, even though it started off as like a death metal festival, but it's definitely expanded over the years. I remember... I. I think the Bazabank was playing on the Cycle Las Vegas three years ago. Yeah, this was. I was supposed I saw to go. the lineup, it was a big one. <laughs> I was supposed to go this summer to Psycho Las Vegas, and of course that got canceled too. So uh, yeah. that was going to be my first one. I was excited for that as well. But hopefully things get back to normal sooner than later. That's all I keep thinking. Yeah, I hope so too. I feel every metalhead kind of has a way they got into the music and i just like to know like what was the album that got you into metal like what made you a metalhead hmm. probably it's something very obvious probably something from iron maiden or or metallica so either it could be justice for all or some live album of iron maiden probably and it like went straightforward to like i started to listen to everything yeah, after yeah. that <laughs> cool probably it was the real it was called real live one or real dead one this like two two pack uh, live set from iron maiden like 90 92 93 something like that after that i grew up on on the on the classic heavy and thrash metal and then it went like it was too much for me after a while i got bored with that and then i went to those more dirty sounds like sludge like i hate god i am fire crowbar and right now i'm still in it then also some hardcore bands some punk rock bands so everything is mixing right now so i got a question that's really just for my own interest mm-hmm. as you see i'm a big patch collector i, I have patches for yep. bands from all over and when can I get a Bantha Rider patch? I want one of those on here, man. Yeah, there is a plan for it. In maybe March, February, we are planning to make some big merch upload on, on Bandcamp. So probably patches, pins, buttons, t-shirts, bags, and cool. and caps. So I believe we'll be probably waiting for Disney to have a call to us. And what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Well, hopefully we got enough other things to worry about right now, so... <laughs> yeah, I think so, I think so. I think even they changed the politics a little bit, but I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe. That's just my hunch. Well, yeah. luckily, you're not actually using, like, any of their logos, and you're not playing their no, actual no. music, you know, you're not playing John Williams or anything, so it is it is your own stuff. Yeah, but... Uh, I'm not sure about the naming because they are like restricted. I think they restrict every little thing, like I don't know, even some devices in in the in the Star Wars universe, like I don't know, a blaster or thermal grenade or something like that. They are starting to have like trademarks. Everybody's if if they want, everything. they will. They will. <laughs> yeah. If 
they will see they can earn some money on it. They probably do. Oh, well, maybe let them do it. Yeah, somebody will hear about us, <laughs> probably. This podcast is called Metal Embassy, and one of the things I want to do is really talk to bands from around the world some of the more unknown bands that are doing something really interesting. You know, there's a lot of them out there, and, and there's a lot of metal podcasts and news sites and whatever already, but I feel a lot of them are all talking about the same damn bands. And, like, it's cool. Like, I want to hear about the new Napalm Death album or whatever, too, but there's a lot more going on than the same 10 bands being talked about every week. And so that's kind of what I wanted to do is shine a light on some international bands and even ones from America, too, that are just doing something really unique, and that's one reason I wanted to have you on here. And another thing, too, is because we are going to be the Metal Embassy, I wanted to ask if you have, like, a Bandcamp account or something, because I want to send you an album from one of my favorite stoner bands from D.C. that you can listen to for free, and I'll add it to your account. If you tell me your account name, I'll gift it to you. There's a band called Baracho from D.C. that I really like, and their name in Spanish, it's the name for, like, a drunk or a, okay. someone that drinks too much or whatever. But I just thought, you know, hey, if you were to play this town, you would probably be playing a show with them. So I just thought it'd be really okay. cool to share some of what we have your way to. Let me know uh, when we're done here or whatever. Let me know your, uh, your yeah, Bandcamp sure, name or something. Sure, and, and I'll gift you an album just so you can have some. Because I want to keep that embassy trade going back both ways, you know? <laughs> Great. Sure, sure. Thanks. All right. Now I'm going to wrap up this interview here. And at the end of every episode, I like to play a song by the band, you know, that we're talking about. And so I asked you which one you wanted to play at the end. And you selected Bunta Eve, which is off the new Binary Sunset Massacre album. And Bunta Eve is the holiday on Tatooine that the pod race scene happens on in episode one. And when you hear the beginning of this song, you're going to hear the pod racer engine start up and everything. So I would just like to hear, why did you decide to do a song about this? And anything else you have interesting to say about Bunta Eve? Because I think it's like defines us in the best way because it's, it's catchy. The other thing that it mixes everything that we do, you got the metal punches, you got the fast dynamics, and you got the whole impro part in the second part of the track. So I think it's like a good thing to start with us. And it's from the new album, of course. <laughs>
Metal Embassy is brought to you by me, Metal Chris, and DCHeavyMetal.com. I personally record, edit, and produce each episode for your listening pleasure. The Metal Embassy theme and credit music was written, recorded, and produced by Stefan Elie. The Metal Embassy logo was made by the Lord of the Logos, Christoph Spotschel. If you have questions, comments, criticism, or suggestions for future episodes, you can email me at dcheavymetal at gmail.com. This episode was recorded in Adobe Audition, and I used an Electrovoice RE320 microphone. I conducted the interview with Chris Lashinsky of Banther Rider via Google Meet on December 10th of 2020. The song Bunta Eve was used with permission and can be purchased along with the rest of Bantha Rider's discography at bantharider.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening to our first episode, and until next time, keep it metal, everybody.